This weekend, hundreds of thousands of people are in Rome celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Some of you maybe are a bit cautious or suspicious of the Charismatic Movement, but you shouldn't be. The movement is one of the most beautiful and most visible fruits of the Second Vatican Council. If you remember in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles, they began to speak in tongues. That was a turning point for them. From that time, they began speaking with authority and were even able to perform healings and miracles. There is no need to doubt that that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is God, still works today. Those gifts are still present today and are very visible in the Charismatic Movement. We also have to remember that we have all received the Holy Spirit. Just because you don't feel like you have the Spirit doesn't mean that you don't have Him. If you've received any sacrament, you've received the Spirit. If you go to communion, you've received the Spirit. So let's act like we have the Spirit. The Spirit gives us power so we can transform the world. So let's do it. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm Emily Callen. I'm Billy Chan. So, Pentecost. Yes. yes. What do you guys, what do you, I, I mean, I just ranted, I didn't really rant, but I was just Wait, talking about how some people are like really suspicious about the charismatic renewal. Oh. But. Do you guys have any experiences with that? Um, a little bit, but I mean, the church. You look like a charismatic type, Emily. <laughs> charismatic person yeah um Lots of yeah charisma. i know no, i do i am i am yeah i think i am a little bit but i think that uh no, like like i mean like speaking in tongues and that oh. stuff oh no that. i no, don't never. think i've never spoke i well i've never spoken I'm, tongues, i have experience <laughs> i have experience uh with like being in a charismatic setting and you know praise and worship type yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know Praying with your hands held Praying high. Praying with your hands held high. <laughs> I have never <laughs> yeah. seen no. anything like that. Okay, I, I, I actually blogged about this uh, uh, this weekend. When I was about 12 years old, I was at a retreat that my mother just sent us to this retreat. And I was probably one of the younger ones. And on the Saturday night or the Friday night that we were there, mm -hmm. we were all in the little chapel. And the Blessed Sacrament was... I actually don't even remember the Blessed Sacrament. But I, I, I now I know that it was the Blessed Sacrament. Because I don't think I'd ever had even adoration experience. And there were all these other young people around me praying and yeah. singing in tongues. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how else to describe it except that it was like... Can you try it, it out? It was like a glimpse of heaven. No, it was like a glimpse of heaven. Okay. Like yeah. it was the most beautiful, not scary, not weird thing. But I have been in situations where people are seem to, to be forcing mm, the speaking see, in tongues yeah. and it's not it's not real. Well, anyway. I think I think that people are afraid sometimes of the word charismatic. But yeah, I mean, they're the church, like suspicious. But the church is charismatic, right? I mean, like the whole... Care, it's right? the spirit, the it's gifts the of the Holy spirit, spirit. Exactly. the gifts of the spirit. I mean, um, it's, yeah, yeah, and all four popes, f six popes, whatever, how many popes we've had since in the last fifty years, have supported the charismatic renewal. Mm -hmm. So a shout out to all our members of the charismatic renewal that are listening to this program and who are celebrating fifty fifty years. 
50 years awesome. of, of the charismatic movement. And also I wanted to do another shout out because we always, I mean, Billy, you listen to the program online. Yes. Because you're a web guy. And Emily, you listen to the program. Emily's like, I don't listen to the program. <laughs> uh, right? Because it's just easier to listen to it online. Correct. Mm-hmm. But most of our listeners are actually listening uh, over the air well, thanks to our partner radio stations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a shout out to anybody that might be listening on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM. Um, anybody listening on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network, uh, people listening on Holy Family Radio, that's in Ohio, the Lamb Radio Network, and the Baraga Radio Network in Michigan. Um, so that's a lot of people listening. So if yeah. you're listening, you know what I'm going to ask them, right? If you're listening over the air on one of those radio stations, you need to, when you get home, or write to you, us. Write to us, yes. <laughs> What's the email address? Write to us. Right. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so radio at org or via Facebook or Twitter. That's always the best way to reach us. Um, and I have, I don't know if I can say this publicly on the air, but we may very likely be also carried very shortly in Anchorage, Alaska. K-H-R-M, Catholic Radio in Anchorage, is is interested in carrying the Salt and Light Hour. So if you're listening online and you're in Alaska, you might be able to hear us over the air. Um, So write to us and tell us where you're listening from, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So we can support, because we need to support also those radio stations, uh, partner radio stations. Um, and I'm going to get back to radio stations, Catholic radio stations in a second. But first, Emily, why don't you tell us what uh, what what are we looking forward to in the news today? Um, just a lot of headlines. Um, and there's also things that uh, happened this week in Canada. So it's not just Vatican news. Good. Um, yeah. A <laughs> uh, few anniversaries um, in Quebec and here in Ontario, in Toronto, actually. Yes. So I'm just going to talk briefly about those. Um, okay, good, yeah. good, good. So that's coming up very shortly after a song. And then after the news, Bill. We're going to continue with tips. Yes, continue Mass is with still boring. How to make? How, can I say that? How to make mass more interesting? Yeah. See, you always <laughs> he always spins it positively. I always want to be like less I boring. Do. I do not like that. And I you're like more interesting. More interesting. More yes. interesting. Yes. Um. Good. Good. And one day we'll make mass more spiritual. No, but he's always spiritual. Yeah, but mass yeah, is mass. It's right. always yeah. spiritual. Okay. It's all that's there, it. man. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Hey. I know, I know. I go to mass. Um, so, um, and then afterwards, Sebastian's going to be back. And Sebastian on Connect Five today will be speaking with Patriarch Michel Sabah, which I'm sure you know who he is. He's the retired Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, and they're going to be talking about the Israeli-Palestinian situation during his tenure, which was 1988 to 2008. So that's at the end of the first half hour. Now, have you guys heard of a country called Latvia? Yes. Yes. Do you know where it is? I, I know it because of you. <laughs> vaguely. Because <laughs> I told you. So vaguely. Somewhere up there. It's, it, yeah, it's north. Mm-hmm. It, it's on the Baltic Sea across yes. from Finland. There are three countries, right? Uh, around the Baltic Sea, Estonia, right? Latvia, Lithuania. Yes. On the, the south, on the Russian side. And not Latvia. 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 Latvia is in the middle, right? Latvia is in the middle. There yes. you go. Did you wow. look at a map? Definitely. That's why I don't Okay, so the reason why I'm asking, because we probably don't know a lot about Latvia. We probably don't know any. Actually, I do have a friend who's Latvian. So if there are any Latvians out there listening to this program. <laughs> send us a message. Hello. Send us an email yeah, and tell yeah. us that you're you're in Latvia or from Latvia. Um, because, um, and you guys, of course, know, because we've had a guest with us all week here at Salt and Light, Father Peter Skudra. He's the director of Radio Maria Latvia. So that's the connection with radio, Catholic radio stations. It's very important, the work that Father Peter does. And it's the very important the work that all these Catholic radio stations do, um, reaching out 
you know, proclaiming the good news to all creation through radio. So Father Peter is going to be here talking to us at the end of the pro, uh, in our second half hour, telling us a little bit about his work and also about the church in Latvia. So uh, Latvians, please uh, let us know that you're listening. Um, and then at the end of the program, we're going to be reconnecting with Michael James Meddy. He's a singer songwriter, Catholic. He's uh, uh, has been on the road for four years with his whole family. It's a great story, but he has a new album called Between the Lines. So we're going to start with a song, as we always do. Here's Michael James Meddy with Closer Closest from his new album, Between the Lines.
just heard Michael James Meddy with Closer Closest from his new album, Between the Lines. And uh, while we were listening to that song, Billy was wondering, what lines? So I, I told him he has to stick around and listen to the interview at the end of the program. I'm going to ask Michael James that same question because um, we're going to be speaking with Michael James Meddy in our second half hour. Um, but first, um, before Church for Dummies, here is uh, Emily with our... Canadian news. Canadian news. Canadian news. Uh, yeah, actually, there's a lot of Canadian news because even though this came out of the Vatican, it concerns a Canadian. The yeah. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yes. was at the Vatican mm-hmm. at the beginning of the week and he met with Pope Francis, just as U.S. President Donald Trump did last week. Right. Um, so, I mean, he went there with his wife, uh, Sophie Grégoire, and... They kind of did all of the, you know, the formal the formal things that they did. They vis- visited the Vatican and, right. um, and you know, Justin Trudeau and, and Pope Francis had a private audience first. Um, the main topics that they discussed were religious liberty, um, certain ethical issues, and uh, as well as the uh, situation in the Middle East. And, uh, and as we know, um, some of these things have to do with the recent adoption of, uh, of laws in Canada regarding euthanasia-assisted suicide. Right. And we know that the bishops also are firmly opposed to this, and they, were, they got to be, uh, meet the Pope as well during their ad limina visits recently. Uh-huh. So, um, so, I mean, we obviously don't know the details of the meeting, but... Uh, I know those private meetings right? that we never know the we details. We never know the details. Because they're private. Exactly. And the, and the Holy See always comes out with a very short communique, just kind of briefly outlining what they spoke about. I know somebody was asking me today, did Justin Trudeau have a conversion? Right. Yeah. Because he said it was a very meaningful conversation. What did they talk about? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. But we're not going to know. So, But we know it happened. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Just it it is it's it is significant and um, lucky for Justin Trudeau to have met the Pope. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Hmm. Um, also in Canada, I guess I'll just continue with my Canadian news. So uh, last weekend, um, the Diocese of Rimouski in Quebec celebrated 150 years. Wow! So not only is Canada celebrating 150 years, but Rimouski, so that diocese that has diocese, been around for 150, 150 years. years yeah. And that's just outside Montreal. Where's Rimouski? No, no, north. It is very far away. <laughs> like north. <laughs> north, yeah, exactly. Ends of the earth. Quite a few hours away from okay. Montreal. Yeah, north. Um, and uh, have you ever been to Rocher Percé? I have no idea what uh, that means. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rock? Yes, a it's rock? a big rock with a hole. No. Anyways, that's always okay. how I identify Rimouski. Anyways, All right. um, the diocese um, has 150,000 faithful, and they had a huge gathering over the weekend, last weekend, um, with music. They had a concert. Bishops were present as well. Um, they had a mass. Uh, the archbishop of the diocese is Monseigneur Denis Grandin, who used to be the um, auxiliary bishop in Quebec City. Right. So anyway, so they, they had a celebration for that. And and Toronto celebrated not 150 but 175 Five, yeah. years. Yeah, so they um, also had a mass on uh, Tuesday morning to right. kick off a full year of celebrations. Yeah. Um, there were hundreds of priests, there were bishops, um, religious from different communities. Anyways, it was just, it was a really yeah, a, a big celebration. Everyone was there. Um, so more to come from the Diocese of Toronto um, in yes. this upcoming year. So um, yeah, kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as well, as we know, a lot of, uh, there are a few events, attacks that happened in the recent week. Um, you know, I mean, 
one of the most recent ones actually happened in Kabul uh, in Afghanistan on Wednesday, on Wednesday. and uh, and then on f- last Friday there was uh, there was an attack in Egypt on a bus yeah and so um, so the Pope of course um, offered his prayers um, for these for the victims and for the families and so uh, I mention it now so that we can also uh, join the Pope and the rest of the church um, in praying for for the people who are dealing with this violence uh, on a daily basis um, sometimes so so that's the news for today. Pedro. Good, thank you. Yeah, it's always good to to end the news uh thinking that we need to pray for every time something like that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. but not just bad news today, but also good news. Yes. Because yes. uh anybody listening from Toronto, happy 175th anniversary of your archdiocese. Exactly. Yes. Um that's very very cool. Mm-hmm. Um thank you Emily, Emily Callan, our news producer. You can watch her every Friday on Vatican Connections. Um, it's easy to watch uh, on Salt and Light TV, but also on demand at saltandlighttv.org, also on our Roku channel, and you can send her tweets at Emmy Callan. Exactly. Hi, this is Craig Colson, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can stay in touch with what's happening on this program by following me on Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM. And now it's time for... Church for Dummies. You can stay in touch with Billy Chan at B. Joe Chan. There you go. Hello. I, I always feel bad like leaving you out. What do you mean? Because um, it's all about me. <laughs> but but it's not all about me. It so, is okay. So we're going to continue with tips on making the mass... More interesting. Less boring. <laughs> More interesting. Yes. Yes. You know, we have been talking about... Uh, um, why we are going to Mars. And, you know, it's very important to try to... Tell yourself, yeah, Mars is very important. Yes, and you know we try to prepare for yes. Mars, just like we go to cinema. Yes, you know we we you watch the trailer and you know we prepare for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now the third thing I want people to to remember is um, bring something to Mars. Bring something. Yes, bring something for. Bring something means you know bring a pen and a, okay. <laughs> a paper. Not like bring Cheerios. No, 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 okay. no, no. Um, do, the reason is this. <laughs> the reason is this. Um, did you ever th- try to think about you know like the, those homily? Is something like a class or a y- lesson? Yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course. You, you think so, right? I do. Yes. But is it the real meaning? The homily is just like you want to learn something. It's a teaching. Yes, I think that the word. Oh, interesting. I'm. I'm gonna have to check exactly what the word okay. homiletics mean. Mm-hmm. But I think it probably has to do with with teaching or opening up something so yeah. that people can learn. Absolutely. Yeah. I have been in those um, other like um, Protestant um, uh-huh. worship. Yeah. And you know they. They are really serious. I'm. I'm not talking about <laughs> Catholic. Catholics are not, are not serious. serious. But you know, no, when, yeah. when when the the pastor, you know, saying something, is teaching, you know, yeah. A lot of people, um, under the stage, they actually writing notes. Yeah. They dr- yeah. they drop down everything, you know, yes. notes. And I try to do do that in 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 mass. Yeah. In Catholic mass. And, and everybody in, looks at you. Um, you know, I actually use my cell phone, you know, obviously. Oh, it's even so worse. It's even worse. I use my, my cell phone to drop notes and somebody, you know, yeah. more traditional will look at me and, you know, yeah. they will think that I'm actually on Facebook. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you yeah. know, I wrote down something. It's very interesting that, you know, after I wrote down something in aftermath, I try to tweet it. Uh-huh. Okay. And write the Facebook like message okay, okay. And like, just this express, is what I learned yeah. yeah just express what I learned and what I feel 
Interesting. You know? That's good. And actually, you know, when when we have replied, and I will tell them to you know, go to Mars, right? And you will know those yeah, kind of okay. things. So it's a way for you to to evangelize. As yeah, well. I was gonna say you're not just learning something, but you're evangelizing. So try to hmm. you know you you bring something to Mars, and you actually grab something out. Yeah. And the reason I you know the reason I think we have to do that actually. Yeah. The reason is this, you know, after at the end of uh, of Mars, a deacon or yes. a, you know, we'll always or a priest, it could be a priest always said, go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Yes. So the the easiest, fastest way is to write something on Facebook or Twitter yeah. or social media. Tweet it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that that's that a great is, idea. Is easiest. So I would say um, it's not only for you to make Mars more interesting, mm-hmm. it is also try to use yourself. You know, take out something and bring it out to the world. Yeah. So it means that not not only it means that you have to pay attention. Oh. So that because if you're thinking, what am I going to tweet at the end of Mass? It means that you have to have been paying attention. Yes. Uh, y- yes. On yes. Yes. You know, when I uh, when I was. Um, a high school uh, students. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I have been tutoring, you know, some 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 kid, and yeah. And I always ask them, drop notes. Yeah. When when you are in class, otherwise yes. you will feel sleepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's true, and I do that also. That I I will write notes, just so that it helps me retain the information. And I actually have had parishioners tell me that they've taken notes during my homilies. Your homilies. Yeah, because you, they know sort of my style and they just start. But it's not a lot of people because I do think that people feel self-conscious. And, um, you know, the, yeah. the, the best thing is if you have a mini notebook. A mini notebook. And you write down like every single yeah. mass you went and you yeah. look back. Right. Like after a year or two years. Huh. You look back; it's so funny. You you will see your faith grow. Interesting. You can actually have a lot of vocabulary that you can pray to, right? As well, yeah, of course. So, so you bring your notes to prayer. It's a history. It's your history to yeah to mass. Interesting. It's I very like that. interesting. I like that's good. And I would I would say that if people feel self conscious or they don't really want to take notes during mass. Then try to still pay attention and remember something and then write it down right after Mass. Yes. You can still do that. Of course, of course. And if you're in my parish, I'm happy if you take notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the next thing I want yeah. to talk about is participation. Okay. So, you know, obviously I said everything in from the beginning to now is how do you participate yes. to Mass, right? But I, I don't know about you, but I always sing so loud uh, yeah. in Mass. Yes. And... Uh, Obviously, I'm not the best singer, <laughs> <laughs> and and my wife, you know, just always look at me and why you're singing so loud, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, because you're participating. I, I just want to, you know, it's a prayer. Yeah. Is it? You know, I don't know. Yeah, when you, yeah, Saint Augustine, when you sing, you pray twice. Is it re- really? He said that. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, it's good. You know, you you sing, you you participate, you sing, yeah, yeah. and you contribute. Yeah. You know, and also. Uh, Obviously, your gesture, everything you need to to participate. Yeah, uh, you say the prayer. Yes, with yeah. with you know, our Father, you yes. say it. Say it loud. Um, um, uh, everything you do it together. Otherwise, you will feel so boring. I'm, yeah, that's I true. guarantee you, if yeah. you don't do anything, you just go sit there. I see some. I do not want to point the finger to teens or okay. youth, but yeah. I obviously I see you know I see some of them are fostered. But the parents to go to the church right. and they just and try just to there. just sit there and do nothing. You know, when I say, you know, bless, you know, God bless you. Yeah. They're not doing anything. No. As well, they just want to. Oh, I'm so boring. I, 
right yeah, here. You're so but bored. you are the source why you're boring. Yes. You know, you cannot just sit there and complain. You need to do something. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I, I I hope those tips can help. Yes. And I will I will definitely try to do everything. <laughs> and then people can write to us and tell us if it's making a difference. Yes. Um, because even though you might want to go to mass and you want to be involved, it might still be boring. So don't fee be afraid to take notes and participate. That means do everything, even if you don't understand why you're doing it. Do it. Say the prayers. Sing the songs and the gestures. Yes. Good. Thank yes. you, Billy. Thank you. Okay, good. So again, write to us and let us know how this is going for you. And if you have any other tips on making the, la the mass more interesting, um, Billy Chan is a former radio host and uh, he is our web guru here at Salt and Light Media. You can follow him at Chan. Hi, I'm Emma Fred, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. How are you going to spend the next five minutes of your time? How about listening in, meeting a fascinating person, and learning something relevant that will broaden your perspective? Sit down with Sebastian Gomes and go straight to the heart of the matter. Here's Connect 5. Today, Sebastian speaks with Patriarch Michel Sabah, the first Palestinian-born leader of the church in the Holy Land. Your Beatitude, thanks so much for joining us. You were Patriarch of Jerusalem uh, during very important years here in the Holy Land. Uh, when you look back now at everything that's happened over those years, how do you assess it? When I look back to the situation here, when I look to the situation as it is now, nothing has changed. What changes are the people who talk about the situation. The visitors are changing, presidents, prime ministers, etc. But our situation as it is truly, our daily life as people, as Palestinians as well as Israeli, nothing changed. We are always in a situation of conflict, which means hostility, political hostility. Huh? Palestinians always under Israeli military occupation. Israeli always afraid from the Palestinians. From time to time, there are some kind of, of uprising, yeah, like now which means that every day there are some people who die, Palestinians, and some is Jews as well, but more Palestinians than Jews. There are the houses, Palestinian houses demolished. There are the settlements developing on Palestinian lands. And then what is different from 1988 and now it is the checkpoints. In 1988, all the country was open. There were no checkpoints, because everywhere there were Israeli, and the Israeli army. Today, there are checkpoints around every city, every town. You go to Jerusalem, there are checkpoints. You go to Bethlehem, checkpoints. You go to Naplus, you go everywhere, checkpoints. And you have to deal with the soldiers. And the people, 
in their daily life, going to business, going to school, going to hospital, they have to deal with Israeli soldiers on the checkpoints. And which is not an easy experience. It's a very harsh experience with the Israeli soldiers. So this is what have changed. There were no borders, no checkpoints. Today we have checkpoints for our security or for their security. And which means and which make no security at all for nobody. Neither for Israeli, nor for ourselves. In 1988, the Israeli were thinking of possible two political entities, Palestine and Israel. Today, the Israeli, they say, nothing Palestine, nothing political Palestinian entities, except Mantustans places very limited, confined, where are Palestinians, and the rest is, must be Israel. But still, until now, the situation is not settled. And they are, I think, the, the Israeli, they are not interested in, set, in making any settlement in the situation, no. And that's the problem. We are living in a, situa in a desperate situation. We are living in a situation of conflict, hostility, and no way out from this situation. No way out. Nothing. Because the stronger, which means the Israeli, it does not want any settlement for the situation. That was Sebastian Gomes speaking with the retired Patriarch of Jerusalem, Michel Sabah. You can watch this and more interviews at saltandlighttv.org slash connect5. Coming up in our second half hour, the church in Latvia and a featured conversation with Michael James Medi. So don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm going to guess that many of you either have never heard of Latvia or are not quite sure where Latvia is. Well, Latvia is a former Soviet republic located between Estonia and Lithuania on the Baltic Sea. Last year, we had the chance to welcome the director of Radio Maria Latvia, Father Peter Skudra, to Salt and Light for a week as he was starting his work in media. Father Peter came back this year, and so we thought we'd learned a bit about his work and about the church in that country, a church that has existed since the 12th century. I spoke to Father Peter in our Salt and Light Hour studio earlier this week. Father Peter, welcome back to Salt and Light. Um, it's good, so good to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Too. I know, when we met, remember, we were in a little closet, <laughs> and now we have a, a proper studio. Um, now, you're, of course, a, a radio veteran. Tell me a little bit about how you ended up doing, being the director of, of Radio Maria in Latvia. Well, it's an um, interesting story because I never wanted to... Well, actually, I never was thinking of, you know, becoming a radio voice. Um, when they started Radio Maria in Latvia, it was like, um, you know, test version for a year, and my friend 
uh, he was studying in seminary for a while then uh-huh. he left and he started to work there and he said Peter you have to come and you have to m- make some program and I said yeah 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 you know but did you have any radio experience or broadcast? no uh, nothing, nothing nothing he just said you know Peter you you love to talk and you have to go there <laughs> <laughs> and I said come on because I, w- I was suspicious actually by this radio thing you know Catholic radio radio really money. it might be you know something for the old people and, and boring and, and nothing you know for the progressive you know uh-huh. young people like I, I am and and yeah I was in, in that period I was one year old priest yeah just in the parish you know and I, I loved my parish and it was li- nice nice city actually we were in five parishes and then Bishop t- told me one year later he said you know Peter I want you back in Riga in capital uh-huh. and I said why I, I want just you you know to take care of uh, youth center and, and, and to cooperate with our media with the Radio Maria, which is going to launch in two months, and, and right, and um, with the with the newspaper, and, and I said, okay, what does it mean to cooperate? He said, well, <laughs> you just you know find find your way, and one month later, it was November, and uh, in October he took me the, uh, to the Riga, and, and one month later he said, you know, Peter, they are looking for the director which can be permanently in the studio. The other one he is like half time in parish, half time in studio, and actually. Right. It's very difficult. The, you know, the the headmasters of, of, of Radio Maria World Family, they insist on other director which can be permanently right. there. And, and I have nothing else but you. And I said, well, what does it mean? You, you are going to be a director. And, and we are, you know, going on there like in two weeks. And I said, wow. I said, well, two weeks and I have no experience. And I don't know even what Radio Maria is, you know. Yeah. And he presented me to coordinator of, of uh, Europe, and he said, "Okay, fine, Peter, let's just start, and I will t- explain you very, you know, <laughs> shortly." And in one hour, I became, you know, a director That's of Radio Maria. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. okay, I have so many questions. So b- back up a little bit because when you were growing up, so Riga, for people who might not know, Riga is the capital of Latvia. Yeah. For, for so when you were growing up, did you grow up Catholic? Yeah, my and parents were very, very Catholic. My is, mother. Is is, is the Catholic Church fairly uh, big in Latvia? Well, the Roman Church? Yeah, it's the Roman Latin? Catholic Church, Latin. And I don't know what do you mean by big. It's not well, as big as Canada, but... <laughs> but do you have a, is, is it a large Catholic population in Latvia? Well, my bishop says that it's a quarter of population. Okay. So, and when you were growing up, the church was not repressed. That was before? Well, I was born just in the moment when our government signed, you know, paper that they are going away from the Soviet Union. So right. And next year, we were like, you know. Okay. And, and when, when Latvia was part of the Soviet Union? Until 1990. And was the church repressed? Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it, was, it was quite, well, you could not, uh, you know... Uh, express your faith freely. If right. you were a teacher and you somehow someone knew that you're, you know, believer, doesn't matter, Catholic, Lutheran, they Baptist, you just, you know, you're out of school. Discriminate yeah, against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Would you, so when you were growing up, there would not have been anything like Catholic radio or television? <sighs> and Forget about that. No. But uh, when I grew up, we had a, a program uh, in a national television. Yeah. Uh, it was supported by, I think, American Bishop Conference. So yeah. they made once a week, uh, I don't remember, half or half an hour or 40 minutes long, you know, uh-huh. program on TV about right. Christian stuff. Right. So, okay, so that kind of explains why you would have been suspicious about broadcasting for the Catholic Church. 
Yeah, and the other other thing is that uh, we already have a Christian radio which broadcasts from 1992, but it's led by a very fundamental Baptist. So or he now he says that he doesn't pro yeah. belong to any denomination. Okay. So he's on his own. And people are very suspicious because of this radio. It, you know, it's very fundamental. And right. We sometimes church... Well, Baptist, Catholic, and Lutheran Church has problems about because people make reference to the radio, and and, and we mm. have to say, you know, it's, not, it's a not Christian now, statement. It's just one guy, of course. And I would think that the Catholic population of Latvia is much larger than the non-Catholic Christian population, the the evangelical. No, actually, Protestants. actually, Protestants uh, during the history, the, there have been more influential than Catholics. Yeah. For now, well, yeah, we are like four equal parts of one quarter of Catholics, one quarter of Protestants, one quarter of Orthodox people, and then there is one quarter of people who doesn't believe anything right. or they are, you know, some right. pagan or something. And the relationship between the Roman, the Latin Rite, the Roman Catholic Church, and the Russian Orthodox Church, is it a good relationship? When the Russian Orthodox Church, it's most difficult because they always need to have, you know, permissions from the higher, you know, okay. bishops and patriarchs, etc. It's easier with the Protestants. We have yeah. many, many ecumenical things and prayers and, and you know, it's with Orthodox people, it's it's a bit slower because of their, you know, all the system, how they, right. how they work. And, and uh, um, uh, explain a little bit about how Radio Maria works. I don't know if our listeners in the United States are familiar with radio. There must be Radio Maria in some there places is, in the I United States. I think there is in Spanish and English. In Spanish. Language. I know in Panama there's Radio Maria, and that's probably the, the most well-known Catholic radio station in Panama, and probably a lot of Latin American countries. I know it exists in Poland. So, but, but it's, so it's a, it's a, explain a little bit how Radio Maria is. is the Polish is, Radio Maria is, is completely different thing. There is, is this, this the, the, there is this world family, which started in Italy in, in 1980s. Yeah. And, and which is spread out of, you know, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like 70 countries or something. And uh, the Polish, they are, you know, it's different it's business. Okay. Uh, what I like about Radio Maria, it's it's really like a family. Yes. You know, and, and the main, main basic idea is to bring people together, to let them participate, uh, you know, common prayers or common discussions, although they cannot attend their parish, you know. That was the idea when when it all started as a um, amateur radio station. The priest yeah. in his parish he saw that he's organizing some events for the parish, but one is working, another one is sick in the hospital, another right. one is old in his house. So they couldn't participate all together. So he wanted to find you know tool to bring all them together. Uh -huh. and it's it's in Radio Maria. So that's why basically our programs are online, uh, on air, uh, yeah. live, so the people can call. They can intervene, you know, with their questions or yes. commentaries, and uh, this is part I like in Radio Maria. And so you're producing programs 24 hours. Like well, you're airing, you're broadcasting 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, we're broadcasting a day. 24 hours. And how much of those programs are locally produced by you? Everything? Well, I I uh, have only uh, catechesis in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, but it's like every working day. So five catechesis every yes. day. I most 
I try to invite other priests uh, also. Yeah. But basically, all the programs we have almost forty programs, really? different programs, wow. and they are produced led by our our volunteers. So we have plenty <laughs> of volunteers who come. They prepare program. They find vi- uh, guests and they make right. interviews. And it's it's am- it's amazing how they how they dedicate their free time for this. Right. Right. Um, I know we were just looking at the clock, and I think that what I would like to do, Father, if you don't mind because we have so much more to talk about and maybe we can continue recording but I'll air the second part of the interview in the next program because I want to talk to you about the Catholic music in Latvia. Oh, I would like to. That would be great if you don't mind staying. I would love to. That was a conversation I had with Father Peter Skudra, the director of Radio Maria in Latvia earlier this week. He will be back again next week to continue that conversation and he will tell us about the Latvian and he will tell us about Latvian Catholic music. You can learn more about his work and the work of Radio Maria at their website, rml.lv. Here now is our featured Artist of the Week, Michael James Meddy, with Blessed Jesus from his new album, Between the Lines. At the break of day let your help be sent with haste Show your tender love Blessed Jesus Let my lips proclaim With my every pause and praise Your greatness, Lord Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus, every day, every night, at thy feet I lay my life. Blessed Jesus, when the sun is high, let my mind and soul arise to the holy place with you, Jesus. In the noontime still Be my clarity and will Light my path for me Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Every day, every night At thy feet I lay my life Blessed Jesus In the cool of night Keep my candle burning bright Let me not stop now Praising Jesus May my soul proclaim You are merciful and great Jesus, blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, every day, every night, at thy feet I lay my life, blessed Jesus, with my final breath, when I Let my soul rest peaceful 
That was Michael James Meddy with Blessed Jesus from his new album, Between the Lines. Now, last we spoke to Michael James Meddy was March 2015, and he had just spent a year or so traveling across the United States with his family in an Airstream mobile home um, and had just finished his last album, Arts and Humanity. Now, Michael James and his family upgraded their mobile home for a tour bus and have now been on the road for four years and have added two members to their family. And the music has also grown into a full family band. Um, And there's a new album, which we've been listening to between the lines. So there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Um, uh, So that's why I'm really happy to welcome Michael James Meddy back to the Salt and Light Hour. Michael James, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Deacon. How are you doing today? I'm good, but I just want to know about you've been four. It's been four years that you've been on the road. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it, it is. So, because because I remember when you first told me about and you you were all excited about the airstream and you thought you know like we have no time limit. We'll just go until we get tired of this. Right, right. And then I thought you when you traded in the air or the airstream died. I don't remember what happened. And you, but then you you kept going. So tell me about that. What was that decision like? Why continue right. so going? We, we kind of, whenever we, uh, we had the idea for the Airstream uh, yeah. and traveling kind of as a family, uh, a, a radically integrated model, you might say. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of, kind of yoked ourselves to a one year time frame. Like let's, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be days where we just want to give up and run away, yeah. but let's, let's commit to a year. And so we did that. And at the end of the year, we sat back and we looked at the fruits and we looked at the opportunities that we had had to meet people and uh, opportunities for our kids to see the country and to learn about mm-hmm. uh, our great nation and, and God's creation and, and just see, um, you know, pockets of, of faithful, faithful communities and to be able to share the gospel and, and music. Uh, it was just super abundant. The fruits were obvious. And so we said, let's, let's keep it going. And That's so we amazing. did that. Um, as you said, you know, we, we uh, upgraded from the Airstream, which had certain limitations, to a yeah. tour bus. And, uh, man, uh, God just keeps rocking our world, I tell you, over and over again. Okay, so so you, but there's there's you and your wife, and you got six children, correct? Right. We're, we're expecting number seven oh, in about Oh, amazing. Weeks, Congratulations. So. Yeah, we so, around. So what does this tour bus look like? Well, it's a converted MCI uh, coach. It used to be a, a New Jersey Transit bus. It had yeah. seats in it, and... Uh, about 10 years ago, or about, I'm sorry, about 20 years ago, somebody had um, had converted it into an entertainer coach. So it has a bedroom in the back and uh-huh. six bunks, has a shower, a little kitchenette. Wow. And um, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's very small. You know, it's like 200 square feet. Yeah. But it allows us to uh, to live out our, our mission and, and travel around the country. So it's it's been a great blessing on our family. Okay, and explain this to me, because your, your daughters, they must be, mm-hmm. if not teenagers already, very close to that age. Right, my oldest daughter just turned 13. Right. And her and Trinity have been uh, active in the concert for about the last year, um, really in a, with helping to set up right, they and tear down, uh-huh. and then also performing on stage. So they sing with you, um, right? And I'm sorry, say that again? They sing with you. Correct. Well, Gabby yep. sings, she also plays guitar. Oh, nice. And 
Trinity sings and also plays violin and piano oh, for different songs. Cool. And then we're we're we've been rehearsing this summer while we're taking some time off, having a baby, and booking yeah. our fall tour. Our third daughter, Charity, has been learning drums. Nice. And it is about to. It, we're just about to blow the whole thing up because she, her, her joy, <laughs> and her energy level, and her like happiness on stage. It's it. If I could bottle that up and sell it. I would be a wealthy, wealthy man. Okay, so you, we're not talking about three uh, teenage pre-tween girls that are just tired of be living in a 200-square-foot space with her, their parents. No, no, they're like, <laughs> it, they're just so excited. Uh, I mean, it, I can't even convey to you how, how much joy and happiness there is uh, in, in the live show. It, it's, it's great. It's super abundant. That's great. So, th- so then this is what you do. You go around, you go to parish communities, or I guess any community that will welcome you, and you do a concert, and that's how you're making a living. Yeah, yeah. God, God has just rocked our world with that, and uh, it, it, keeps, um, it just keeps like, getting better and better. It really does. Uh, so we, we perform this 90-minute event. We tell people it's somewhere between a rock concert and a parish mission. Right. And so... Uh, my daughters are on stage with me. We also use a lot of technology, a lot of lights and video yeah. um, to kind of keep people's attention and to keep it really engaging yeah. and exciting. We have this like video uh, projection backdrop wall. Um, and then uh, my wife also shares some of our testimonies. So there's yeah. moments, uh, you know, that, that's more uh, experiential or more kind of inviting people into our story and, and sharing how God has worked through that. And then uh, we take up a donation, and that's how we've supported our family for the last four years, uh, traveling. And and, wow. uh, and like I said, God has just been super abundant with uh, with His grace and, and with the gifts, and our family has been honored and privileged to be able to share our family this way. That's amazing. So uh, in the last four years, how many shows like these have you, or I guess maybe in the last year, how many shows are you doing a year? We, we average about 80 shows a year wow. so we normally take a couple months off in the summer we take mm-hmm. a month of may off in december and a good balance for us is to be at a at a community on a, a weekend like the, a lot of times we'll play a song at the masses and invite people to a sunday evening concert yeah and then again on a wednesday night which oftentimes those are like faith formation or yeah. a, a psr or a youth group or something like that right uh, but there have been times i mean we've played we've played uh 10 shows in 14 days uh sometimes you know uh-huh. it's just back to back to back and yeah. those can get grueling and exhausting when you don't have um, when you don't have time to relax and, and yeah, recoup and exactly. spend time as a family exactly. and so we try to balance both of those you know yeah. um, that, that sometimes we'll take a week off and we'll just enjoy a couple of days at the beach and relaxing and nice. praying and, yeah. uh, and kind of recouping uh-huh. now and obviously at some point in there you're also writing new music because there's a new album so right um, tell me about that, because you must have taken time off to record. So yeah, we did. So about a year ago, um, you know, I, I recognized it was time for another album, and we served at the summer camp in Kansas. And I talked to the director there. He said we need somebody to lead praise and worship music for the campers. Uh, you know, if you could do that. And I said, well, I need to take time away from driving and uh, and you know be able to write and record this album. And so he let me set up my my home studio, my studio in the chapel. Hmm. at the camp there yeah and it was basically in the cry room so there was like this this window (laughs) where i could be there and write and record in front of the blessed sacrament i mean how beautiful is yeah wow how awesome is this and so in the in the evenings you know when they needed me to do music for the camp i would go out there and then a lot of the days it was just you know trying to listen and trying to 
create something that was beautiful for the Lord. And uh, and so, yeah. um, I mean, the whole experience of writing and recording was really, really based in in prayer and in community and in service there. Beautiful. And I'm I'm really really proud of the uh, of the result. Yeah, no, and it sounds great. What? Uh, why between the lines? So between the lines is a is kind of a uh, a reflection on the last couple years of our lives. But I think people sometimes they think they think that the the church has these rules that are very restrictive, and uh, and there are guidelines to live a life of joy. But within those lines, between those lines, there's a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of freedom to uh, express your faith, to express. Uh, your 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 love for God in really really creative ways, and so we're working on um, encouraging people to see you know God's moral law or the church's law not as restrictive but as freeing, right. and, and and being able to express you know our, our love for Him between those lines. Mm-hmm. That's that's an interesting interesting idea. So do you do when you're doing the concerts? Do you incorporate sort of that message into, like, if you're doing a parish mission or... Right, exactly. Yeah. So we're getting ready to, we're in the process of building a new show that's based on this album, and, there's, mm-hmm. and it'll break that concept open very concretely. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to give away too much of it yet. But, uh, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be really, really excellent. Good, good. I'm, I'm hoping that people are getting excited so they can bring you into their community. I'm hoping that, I know we've talked about this, but we need to bring you up to Canada. Yeah. Um, or at least to Ontario. Um, just one last question that I'm curious, when you're working this new, uh, I, I guess, presentation, the concert idea with, with the new album, uh, do you incorporate your daughters now that they're part of the show? And how do you, like, how do you work that as a family? Right. So w- that's what we've been doing for the last couple weeks here. We've been at our home base in Illinois, yeah. a- and we have a rehearsal room. And so every morning we go to morning mass, and then we come home, and uh, we just go through the songs for an hour, an hour and a half, and take a break for lunch. And a lot of times we'll come back in the afternoon. And so we're, uh, we're learning all of those songs now, all the songs that I recorded last year. And, yeah. Um, that now we have to work on um, bringing that you know on the road. Yeah, bringing it to life. And, and the, I guess the girls... Uh, you have a boy too, right? Um, we, we have two boys. Two boys. Right. So we yeah. have four girls, and then two boys, and then we and have another another girl is coming in a oh, couple okay, weeks. So good. that'll be number seven. Good. I was going to say there. I'm, I presume they're being homeschooled as well at some at correct some point yeah, in the day. Correct. That's a lot of work. That's it's a great they're, blessing. They're yeah. School, not homeschooled. <laughs> I love it. Love it, <laughs> um, Michael. That's all the time we have. But um, I, I love the music. I mean, I always have liked your music, and I love this album. It's uh, it's uh, very lively. And it's great to hear uh, what you're doing with the family. And as I said, we hope that you can uh, continue and uh, maybe we'll even see you in person somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Thank you so much for your support, Deacon. You're very welcome. You can learn more about Michael James Meddy and his family and purchase the new album Between the Lines and also find out how to bring them to your community at their website. MichaelJamesMeddy.com. Meddy is M-E-T-T-E. Meddy. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily, michaeljamesmeddy.com. Here now is Michael James with Higher from his new album, Between the Lines. I never knew I loved 
Listening to Michael James Meddy with Hire from his new album Between the Lines, and that will take us to the end of the program. Remember that you can always reach us via email at radio at saltandlighttv.org. Facebook and Twitter are also good. You can go to us at Salt and Light TV, and I am at Deacon Pedro GM. I'm at Emmy Callen, and Billy is at B. Joe Chan. And if you missed any part of this program, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. That's also where we post links to our artists and all our guests. Thank you for listening. Happy Pentecost. I'm Emily Callen. And I'm Deacon Pedro. And this has been the The Salt Salt and Light Light Hour. Hour.